Hello, and welcome back to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the sordid career of Nicolas Cage and try to figure out what the hell happened. And uh, with me, as always, is my uh, friend and trusty co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And today we're talking about yet another, I guess, forgotten Nicolas Cage movie. Um... It barely has any critic reviews. It doesn't have a um, a meta score. Uh, there was no, there is like n- no real official release for it in in at least in Sweden, I think. Um, and uh, it it bombed when it came out in 1992, 93. It's uh, Amos and Andrew, starring yeah. starring Nicolas Cage and Samuel L. Jackson. And somehow n- nobody watched it, <laughs> which <laughs> I find very strange after having watched it recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had, had you heard about this before? No, not at all. I had seen the poster um, and heard the name, but I had no idea what, what kind of movie it was until uh, yeah, until last week. Yeah, I said uh, last time we talked, uh, I... I I said at the end of the of the last episode um, that it looked like a body cop movie mm-hmm. by the yeah. poster. Yeah. And it's sort of in the same ballpark, at least. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. It's an, it's like an odd couple movie. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I've never heard of it uh, in, in any way at all. So. Right. Um, and, uh, well, uh, it's, it's written and directed by E. Max Fry who uh, actually went on to do some pretty good stuff. He wrote for Band of Brothers, he wrote The Alienist, and he wrote uh, Foxcatcher, one of my favorite movies oh. from 2014. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. It's, uh, I really, I, really like it. I've completely forgotten about it because it didn't really impact <laughs> at all. For oh, okay. Me, but, so it wasn't bad, it was just eh. It's one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. It's just I. It was one of those movies where I just don't care about anything that happens. Right. Well, and it, it, it is. It is like a. It's it's sort of a sports movie, but not really. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so and it's kind of interesting because this was um, well, not his first thing, but his like I think this was, um, was this his first thing that he directed? Oh, it's the only thing he directed. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Um, and it's it's strange because I I I'll just say that b- before we really get into it, I really liked this movie. Uh, I I liked it. Uh, I'm more positive than negative about it, but it, it had some. Uh, it was very. I don't know how to say it. It's, it didn't really. It felt like it didn't really have any focus. That's there was a true. lot of things. That's true. It's a little bit all over the place. Yeah, and and that I I, I wasn't a fan of that. But but overall, I mean, it was it's a comedy. I laughed. It was pretty funny. Oh yeah, I laughed a uh, lot. Nicholas Cage and uh, Samuel Jackson is great uh, chemistry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, um, it's pretty good. It's 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 kind of funny because when you read the the story synopsis or, or just a little blurb about the story in IMDb, it's usually pretty nicely worded and it's like hey, it's a, it's a clever like ooh to get you hooked. But the, the, the little thing here on IMDb for Amos and Andrew, it's just it's just telling you how the movie starts. It's yeah. a Pulitzer Prize uh, Pulitzer Prize wi- writer 
Jesus, buys a cabin. The neighbors yeah. get suspicious when a stranger, quote-unquote, breaks in. They see a black man and call the police, who start shooting at him. The sheriff tries a cover-up involving a white pretty crook. Petty crook, sorry. Petty. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> that's how they, that's how they <laughs> describe the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, straight off the bat, one thing about this movie, it, I think it's aged poorly, but in the opposite way as it usually is. Oh, okay. It aged in a way where this is more relevant now than it was back then. That's funny because I read a lot of uh, a lot of the user reviews on IMDb said that, or not a lot, but some of them said that it's it could have been ripped off the pages of today's newspapers. Yeah, and and, and that sort of dulls the comedy because it, it's it's the whole movie is about how absurd it is. Mm-hmm. But where we are in today's society and the media and, and the BLM and all of these things, we're like, yeah, but it's kind of true, though. <laughs> it's, it's like some of the absurdity disappears because it doesn't look absurd today. So, it, yeah, it aged poorly, but in, in, in the opposite way than it usually aged poorly. Sure. Um, uh, I, 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 can, I can agree to that. But um, uh, I, I, uh, I, I liked the fact that it... Um, a, a, well, I, I liked the aspects of it that aged poorly. Um, there was a... It, it's kind of funny because there is the... Um, well, a, 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 we need a little more setup from from the actual story. That That's just how the movie starts. Right. Um, but yeah, you have, the, you have the, the police chief who doesn't want to look bad because he's going up... Uh, there's an election for police commissioner later the, the year that the movies take place. Um... So he he uses yeah uh, Amos uh, Nicholas Cage as sort of a patsy and throws him into the to the house with Andrew to make it look like he actually tried to kidnap him and he was the one shooting not the police because he doesn't want to seem like he's racist um, and then it, it escalates from there because Amos is just supposed to you know take the fall and then they'll let him go after like a few days or whatever in in in, in jail. Um, but he he actually takes Andrew hostage and starts asking for a million dollars and a and a helicopter and uh, hilarity ensues from there and it becomes a media storm the exact thing that the police was uh, the sheriff or whatever he is uh, wanted to wanted to avoid um, it almost almost becomes like farcical towards the the end of the movie yeah definitely uh, so yeah it is one of those yeah like in in a farce it's it's pretty hard to to explain for someone who hasn't yeah. watched the movie what's going on and how how it all is connected. It makes sense when you watch it. It's not oh, yes. it's not complicated to, to no. understand when you watch it. But to try to explain it like these, there's so many different characters doing different different things and misunderstanding each other like all the time. Yeah, uh, and and that's sort of what's what creates this chaotic all over the place uh, feeling. But then there's also this that they keep introducing new characters and things which doesn't really help or add anything like the uh what is it called uh, uh pastor brunch yeah it's called that's the that's the one thing that doesn't doesn't really lead anywhere yeah um, um he's doing he's doing his little martin luther king thing yeah, um, uh, and and that doesn't really lead anywhere. And we have this thing with the um, the um, pizza delivery girl, which is yeah, I mean, it sort of helps the story along, but it's 
No, yeah, but not not, not really. And... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the point was of 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 her actually. Yeah, and and yeah, there's a lot of these things which just they just throw things at you and and it, it muddies the water a bit. It, yeah. it it should have needed some rewrites and some uh, just tightening up the script a bit. Sure. Uh, I mean, but yeah. The, I mean, the jokes are good. The the characters are great. The the chemistry is great. Yeah, uh, and the one thing. Um, uh, what's his name? The, the the pastor is played by Giancarlo Esposito. What was his name? Yeah, Reverend Reverend Brunch. Brunch, right? If they had set his character up as sort of like a uh, like a like a, a business partner or or some sort of like he he had a relationship with um, uh, Andrew before the movie starts, mm. then it would have made sense that he like shows up because he's he's like. Because uh, he he's obviously doing it to get you know to get to get on TV and to 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 make a spectacle. That's that's why he's doing it. He's obviously looking for attention and using this hostage situation as a way to get that attention. Um, yeah, to 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 just draw a parallel where they use it's it's not the same thing and it's some spoilers for another movie. <laughs> uh, but it's it should it should have been handled. The pastor should have been handled in the same way as the friend in Get Out. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Because yeah. uh, it seems like that's what we needed. More that he is a, a character that is like a lifeline for um, uh, was it Andrew Sterling, Samuel Jackson's character. Yes. Throughout the movie and then at the end, sort of, or the, or the third act, then he appears with these people. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I I think he does though he fills the, the purpose of like a um not a not a bad guy but like uh well yeah a bad not a villain but a bad guy he's supposed to be the the counterpart to the sheriff um or po- chief of police is his name Cecil Tolliver played by Dabney Coleman um because the whole the whole movie builds um builds on builds on on um, seeing both the good and the bad of white and black people. Um, that's like a like a ongoing s- s- sub theme or whatever a theme of the movie. That was one thing that I maybe you can help me here because I I had a I still have a hard time finding what the movie wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, I I because I was thinking at the beginning it felt like it was going uh the the the, the white people are inherently racist routes. Yeah. Which, which is it's a fine, fine way to go, but it's, sure. Uh, but then they sort of lose us that in a way, and then then we go into this kind of uh, that uh, that we have a, a a white person who is in the uh, who is poor and a petty thief, and a, and a black person who is uh, rich and po- uh, rich and famous, mm-hmm. and that kind of switching places thing. But then we leave that also behind, and then we have this kind of well, we're, color doesn't mean anything because we're still people thing. And it just, it seems like it's changing its message all the time. And I'm not sure what it wants to say at the end. I think it's it's ultimately uh, trying to, to say that the last thing you said, that maybe we should judge people by the color of their skin. Um, and that, that shows because we have... We have the uh, the the woke uh, 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 what's his name Phil Gilman. What's he? He's an attorney, a lawyer. You have the woke lawyer and 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 his wife, 
um, who, but they're the ones who call in and saying there's a black man stealing our neighbor's stereo when it's actually his stereo. They just didn't pay attention when the house was sold. Um, and then you have you have the uh, uh, the the uh, the strangely racist police chief who at first just yeah. se- first just seems to be a, a police person. But then, and then he just goes and drops the N bomb a couple of times to Samuel L. Jackson's face. He's like, "Why? You seem kind of nice at first, even if you were a little trigger happy. When, yeah, when felt- did you start hating black people? It was so yeah, weird." It, it really felt like the the police chief. He just switched character, like at the start of the second act. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I, I didn't like that because he didn't. Other than being prejudiced, he didn't show signs of being like outright racist until that scene yeah because before that he yeah he, he answers to a call from 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 citizens yes he, he does his job he prepares his people and then his men actually start shooting he doesn't order them or or he and then he stops them and says stop shooting him yeah we need to talk to him and try to contact him and try to figure it out like reasonably but then he just switches and says, fuck this fuck fuck this black person i'm super racist now and i'm gonna put him in jail and it's just yeah why? I, I, what happened i think is at at the point where he actually confronts amos and andrew um it's, it's been going on for like a couple of hours i suppose because it takes place over one night more or less yeah um and he's just he's just tired of this and if this this black man hadn't moved into my neighborhood i wouldn't be in this kind of trouble i guess it's that like boiling over so you just get this out of here <laughs> but it, it comes out of left field and it doesn't really work but i guess that's that's kind of an explanation mm. um but then then of course you have you have um uh nicholas cage playing amos odell um who's a he's a criminal he's a thief um, he's a, he's a hostage taker, um, but 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 ultimately he he is he is the least prejudiced of all the characters because you have the uh, you he you have the uh, the the college educated the the Pulitzer Prize winning writer uh, director and uh, uh, public speaker Andrew Sterling played by Samuel Jackson, who uh, who just immediately believes that every white person is out to hurt him. Um, which is fine after what happens, I suppose. But even when he meets Nicolas Cage for the first time, or Amos, he's like, who, who sent you? Are you here to assassinate me? Because mm. he believes that just because he's an outspoken black man, um, that the FBI wants to assassinate him or whatever, you know, Illuminati is gu- gunning for him or something. Um, and it, it shows the best and the worst traits of both sides of the racial coin, so to speak. And in the end, you know, why can't we be friends? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you have the, the, the speech from Nicholas Cage. Says, You're the racist one. When he <laughs> when when uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson is about to like walk away from everything. Yeah. And it, it's it, kind of funny it, because the same year, um, I think 93, yeah, Die Hard 3 or Die Hard with a Vengeance came out. And Bruce Willis tells... Uh, Samuel Jackson the same thing because he's being uh, he, he his character is kind of the same thing he he hates every white person because white person white people are racist so he's like no you're the racist <laughs> but I don't know if that was a, if that was a thing in the mid nineties maybe I don't know I'm, I have no I don't dare say anything about the 
racial relationships in America in the early 90s. I I have no clue. <laughs> no, nah, me neither. I was barely barely born at this time. I was three years eh. old. Um, and then, of course, you have the... Uh, 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 the the fake not fake but it, what it looks like a bit of a hypocritical black activist in the reverend because yeah. um, he 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 really only cares about getting in the limelight and the second second things start to get dangerous ugly because you know his followers accidentally sets fire to the house he's like okay we're leaving because then it's not advantageous for him anymore to 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 solve the situation so he just leaves it obviously wasn't that important to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish that character was more fleshed out because he just oh okay and walks out of the movie, and didn't yeah. re- didn't really do much in the movie. Played by like I said, Giancarlo Esposito. So I wish I would have seen more <laughs> of him because he's a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. It, That's what I think too, the movie is about. Yeah, I, 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 you're you're probably right. That's probably what they tried to say. But it, again, it's. It muddies the water too much. It f- it feels like it as long as soon as the movie said anything, it had to backtrack it because it didn't really was it wasn't ready to stand for anything, and then it ended with well, you know, everyone can be wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, it 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 sort of felt like it, this movie maybe it, it it should have had more bite if if based on the subject matter. If you're gonna make a bo- movie about Racism and the police shooting on uh, a black man in his own home for just existing. We can't just say, "Well, you know, everyone's everyone's a little biased sometimes." That's, we should all you should all be just a little better. It, it, I don't know. Again, it is the '90s, so sure, but it feels a little weird just now. Sure, but I I I kind of liked. The fact that it wasn't uh, all about uh, uh, race. There was there was a um, uh, a surface level just story about Amos and Andrew getting into wacky wacky adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and, I'm, I'm, and that, that there's a that. that there's a like underlying theme that it's not just it's just shouting in your face and like wagging wagging its finger at the audience like now you better listen to this trying to moralize. Yeah, um, and I'm fine with that. I, but I prefer just, that kind of, of of teachings in the movie. Yeah, it's just that it begins with just such, such a heavy-handed, undelicate, racist. Uh, that's that's the base of the story. Yes, if this I agree. Movie should, if this movie would have been, uh, I, I will say, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good movie, but <laughs> another movie we, review, we reviewed before, uh, which is has some similar traits. Uh, Bulletproof with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we would have put it in a, a a situation more in that vein, where they are they are hooked up to each other for for some other reason than everyone is racist. <laughs> that that's what I'm saying is because they are they start the movie so hard about the racism bit. Yes. they can't just then be a little subtle about it later on because we. Cats out of the bag. We know what you're talking about. Sure, and I and I agree with that. And I got I got to say, I thought the 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 first act was kind of heavy-handed with that stuff, and I was like, Ugh. yeah. I thought this was going to be a comedy from what I had from what I had seen in the trailers. Um, but then then it yeah then it kind of switches and becomes 
uh, more of a comedy. Definitely second and third act is when you when you actually start laughing at stuff. And I think I I actually think it is the first half also is comedy just because just we can't really laugh at it now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I yeah, think, sure. I think that's because if you look at the framing of of the first first uh like thirty minutes of the movie, it is framed as a comedy. It's they're not doing anything funny, uh, but it is framed as a comedy. It's almost like you can hear the wah wah sounds <laughs> almost. Because I think that the comedy in the beginning is that this is so absurd, this could not happen. I think that's the joke. But as I said before, we can't see that as a joke anymore because the state of the world. So I, I, I don't think it is a switch to comedy. I think it's comedy through, through and through, just the first part doesn't work anymore. Maybe. Um, I, I, I don't... Uh, I, I didn't see it like it was like... Um, trying to outright make jokes though, uh, ever in the movie. Maybe some of the characters no, no, no. towards the end, like the blood, yeah, 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 bloodhound yeah, yeah. Bill. That was just that was pure farce. They 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 have a, a redneck with two bloodhounds yeah. chasing a black man through a field. That was just like again, what is happening here? <laughs> super unnecessary part of the movie. No, no, I thought that was some of the funniest stuff because that is just really yeah. Because it's it's um it it's it's just. None of, the, none of the characters really thinking about what's going on here. So they bring out a, a, a redneck with two bloodhounds chasing a black man through a field. And when, when Nicolas Cage watches this, because he's driving the, the car, trying to get away from everything, and he sees this going, I just, I just, I laughed until I couldn't breathe. That was the funniest, because that is, I mean, it's darkly comedic. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Like, hold on, why are the police bringing a redneck with bloodhounds to find the black guy they're trying to save? Stop, stop, stop. I got the, I got the joke. I just think it's, it's, it's one of those jokes where you, it, it's so obvious that they wrote the punchline and then they wrote it backwards, uh, and and that's that's sort of the problem that I, that I had with that character. It felt so just crammed in there, because someone said, "Wouldn't it be funny if we had a redneck with bloodhounds hunting Nicholas uh, Nicholas Cage? No, Samuel Nicholas Jackson. Cage, Samuel Jackson in a field. Yeah, and sure. Then, and then they figure, oh yeah, how will we make that happen? Oh, we can make it. And it it felt so. I Weird. yes it so it is contrived. contrived yes it yeah. is it is but at that point I I had so much fun with the movie that I was like yes bring on the insanity I uh, wish I wish it was it was almost like more zany um uh, maybe maybe not joking on on like racial stereotypes like that but the because uh, there was a lot of like situational comedy like the whole thing that the fact that the the, the siege is outside the wrong house. Um, they had a lot of fun with that, and I I really liked that part. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of the, <laughs> that's I would say the best part of the movie was uh, when they entered the Rommel's house. The the Gilmans, oh, but he believes they're called Rommel because the dog's right. name is Rommel. That's how it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, when they entered the Gilman house, that's I think that's the the the. The strongest the movie. Yes, that's where it, where it really starts getting. Good. When, when Samuel L. Jackson or Andrew Sterling. Sort of, he's just sort of done with the whole situation, so he just stands around being sort of, um, 
what what do you say? Uh, not nasty. He's um, he's just sarcastic. Oh, all sure. The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing around in the room where uh, Amos Nicholas Cage is just uh, swinging his shotgun around and threatening people, and Andrew stands in the corner and says, "Well, he wants to do that." <laughs> <laughs> just being done with all the situation. I, that was that was the greatest situation. Yes, comedy. yeah, because he's he's over this. He just wants to go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's another another thing about the movie that was I feel that is very uh, this review is very all over the place. Also, but uh, I mean it's on brand for the movie. So uh, yes, uh, I think the end also is one of the weakest parts of the movie because it's it's so fast yeah uh, it goes just from Samuel Jackson is, is hunted in a field to well it's all over now it's it in like <laughs> like 10 minutes well the, I, eight minutes maybe I, I they it, it goes it, it's yeah it's just like oh they just drive off he he jumps into the car they drive off and they're all fine like nobody nobody cares that there's still a siege going on but I do think that they kind of, they tied up because the, the ah the pizza delivery girl she gives the tape back to the to the uh, the reporter the journalist um, the tape where the where the police officers uh, admit that they mistook Andrew Sterling for a for a burglar and that's the, the the tape that he took from the from the journalist because it it pointed him out as being a a, a prejudiced bigot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, uh, all all the plot points are there, definitely, yeah. but the pacing is very off because it oh, just shows sure. this, 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 this done. It just, I, I would have had maybe put on ten more minutes just to sort of fade out the movie instead of just hard cut the movies over. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I like that a little bit. Yeah, I agree, I, I agree to that. A, l- a little more time to see some more reactions of the different characters, see what happened with Reverend, see what happened to Police Chief, see, just see a little more of what happened, how it all ended. Um, maybe have one of those uh, '90s college movie ended ending. <laughs> we just freeze frame for every character and, and a text. Yeah, the, that could. But but then then we would have then would you would have had to uh, to uh, flesh out some of the characters like the Reverend um, mm. a little more. But yeah, 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 yeah it is a, it's uh, it is a little quick, and that's that's the the pacing problem with it. Like I I think the the first the first act is um, it's a little slow, and also the the tone is is. Um, not as comedic as the rest of the movie, and then yeah, it kind of ends. It's just oh okay, whatever. Oh, there's my wife. Yeah. Oh, honey, we're gonna have to renovate the house a little more. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, we, we like there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, illegal legal stuff going on. You're just not gonna move into your new house and and like fix it up after this. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe just. Use the the Gilmans maybe as a lawyer as at the end sort of uh, tying that up more than just well tying them up and yeah. leaving them. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it's it's just it feels like it feels like it ran out of time just mostly. A little bit. But, I don't know. They realized the movie's over in, in eight minutes. Oh fuck! Let's just do it all. Yeah, and I I don't know, um, cause like like I said, there's not much uh like behind the scenes stuff that you can find about this movie, um, but it, it might be that 
uh, the studio just said, no, we want a 90-minute movie. You have 90 minutes. You know, kill your darlings. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of feels like that because it feels kind of rushed in the end. Um, but at the same time, if it's just a story about Amos and Andrew, which it is on the surface level, then, you know, he got away. Even though he didn't have to get away, he was the victim. But, you know, still, he got away. Um, a- Amos got his car so he could drive to Canada. Um, and, you know, they're fine. F- fuck everyone else. At least at least Amos and Andrew are fine. <laughs> sort of, you know. <laughs> and then they tie, and they tie it up because throughout the movie we, we realize that Amos is an idiot. That's that's why he's a, 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 a petty thief with a, without a home who's been poor his whole life. Because he's an idiot. And, and also he, sort of... He drove, also statutory rapist, sort of? Uh, yeah, that was a little creepy. Um, yeah, they just put that in. Yeah, he liked 17-year-olds. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... I mean, there's there's diff- diff- different statutes in different states, but 17 is still a little young. That's a yeah. little young. At least nothing actually happened, you know. There are movies where stuff actually happens instead. We, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't get that, at least. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but then, yeah, they... the Because the, he, he explains early in the movie why he ended up in... Wherever they are, it, they never say where this takes place. From what I understand, no, it's, it's supposed to be, north. yeah, like upstate, um, in New York. I because someone somewhere mentions New York. Uh, that's um, uh, Andrew says that he's he 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 is he, uh, he's from he's raised in New York. Yes, exactly. So I'm uh, guessing it's supposed know. to be that's, upstate because yeah. you know New York is closer to the Canadian border. You know. Yeah. Um. I know it's it's it was shot. Um. Uh, all the stuff on location was shot in North Carolina, but it's not supposed to be North Carolina because that's further down in the country. Um. Uh. E- either way, uh, the movie then he says he ended up here because he was going to Canada but couldn't find the way. <laughs> he misplaced the country. Um, and then the movie ends with him saying, Canada, here I come. And then he drives south instead of north. Yeah. Oh, how wacky. Um, so I, I think uh, in, in its, in its, at its core, it is just a comedy about an idiot and a, 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 a snooty guy and how, how they reconcile their differences. And then, then you have the subtext, uh, the racial subtext. And I've um, uh, sure it's not perfect, but that's the that's the kind of movie that I really enjoy. So I I had a lot of fun with this movie. Huh? And um, even though Nicolas Cage never really raged, I thought he was really good in it. He did. He did as a small, just a glimpse he, of, Nick, of Rage Cage. Yes, when the dog is trying to attack him or whatever. Uh, it is. No, I was thinking uh, when he first. Um, Ties up Andrew, and he goes to grab a beer. Yeah, he does the um, the, the sort of he does it in a lot of movies. It is sort of Nicolas Cage staple. Uh, <laughs> maybe not this point, but I think when he does this he- circular headbag motion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, that yeah, that so, comes so back we... later in the nineties in some movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he did that, and I was like, up. Oh, because he's Nicolas Cage there, yeah. trying yeah. to get out. But other than that, he's pretty, pretty, pretty toned down for Nicolas Cage, yeah. at least, you know. Yeah. But although uh, he, 
I think this is the movie, the first movie, where I really felt that he started to look like the Nicolas Cage from... Uh, that that I remember Nicolas Cage, the action Nicolas Cage. Yes, and and we are we are getting closer. That we are we are inching our way towards uh, the mid nineties. So yeah, so so I think this he was he's pretty disheveled in this movie. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but but, but it, he doesn't look like a kid anymore, uh, which he's no. done sort of until this point, I'd say. Uh yeah. For me at least. Yeah, uh, I think I think he for me he started looking like a grown up like in Zandali. Before mm. that, yeah, he was he Firebirds Wild at Heart. He yeah, he looked like a kid, but now he's now he's he's past 30, so yeah, he he looks grown up now. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, you you start seeing more of the yeah, the like you said, more of the Nicolas Cage we we recognize now. Yeah, so that was something that that I uh, that that I, I was thinking of the first time I saw him. I was like, oh wait, that's that Nicholas Cage. I remember. I I know this one. <laughs> uh, could also become because he's sort of um, he doesn't have his bushy eyebrows. No, I think I think he he they did something with his eyebrows to this in this movie. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't think of the eyebrows. However. Um, the teeth, teeth. Yes, if we're gonna mm. if we're gonna bring back an old meme, I, he did <laughs> he did have his teeth done here. He had two gold teeth. Yep. <laughs> I think specifically two of the teeth he fixed at some point. Or now I guess he didn't pull them out and put in gold teeth, but at least painted them gold or had like gr- a grill mm. in. Um, there was some other movie a while back, right? They made a thing about his teeth, and I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, here he yeah he had gold teeth, so the, the yeah, teeth thing well, continues. One gold tooth. What? Two, I think. Is it two? I think no. so. Two next to each other. Sure. Uh, I don't have any good pictures. Mm. Either way, one or two um, gold teeth. But uh, again, uh, another Nicolas Cage movie that that's been forgotten for no really good reason, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a cult classic. It's not it's not no. gonna be something that you <clears throat> talk a lot about, but it, it feels like you should have heard about it. Yeah, but I I guess yeah, but I guess they 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 buried it because it, uh, so, so, not everyone, but a lot of uh, critics hated it. Which mm-hmm. I don't I don't say you can hate this movie. I can see you could you could say it's bland maybe, but I hate this. Uh, but a lot of people say that it's not comedy. Not, it's not comedy you enjoy, definitely. Oh sure, uh, yeah, and I, it's very, it's very farce-like, and, and farce is, is sort of a uh, tough comedy for some people. Yes, to, it is to appreciate. Uh, um, and um, I know, I know, some of the the, the critics had the same um, same critique as you had um, that it, it didn't it didn't go uh, far enough into the uh, the racial stuff. Um, someone said that Roger Ebert, maybe it was, he gave it two out of four stars, writing it's not bad so much so much as misguided due to its comedic treatment of issues such as race, racism, racial injustice, and police brutality. Sure. Suggesting that the movie needs to be either more innocent about race in America or less. Yeah, it's, it's right in the middle. It portrays yeah. an unpleasant situation and then treats it with sitcom tactics. Either the humor should have been angrier and more hard-edged, or the filmmakers should have backed away from the situation altogether. 
and then yeah, that's that's pretty much what I say. It 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 doesn't mean that I hate the movie, but I, no. I agree with that statement. That sure. it's it, it's too much in the middle. It needs to make a stand for something. Hmm. Um, because of, because of how how it had at the beginning is. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I I can see that problem, but I I I at the same time, like I said, I can appreciate when the movie isn't hmm. too much on the nose. Um, with that stuff, uh, but I, yeah, like I said, I can see the problem. Um, uh, yeah, and and just Vincent Canby, whoever that is, also felt the film was like a sitcom, writing that the film's roots are not in the life, not in life, but in other better movies and sitcoms. Well, I don't know. That's it felt pretty um, unique. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, feel like it was like so. ripping off any other movie. No, not really. Uh, well, unless. We count this uh, two different people uh, oh, yeah, pushed the, together. The concept, if, if you count, sure. Yeah, the concept, if you call that ripping off, but it's almost genre, so... Well, one one thing I didn't like about this was uh, Brad Dourif as Officer Donnie Donaldson. Oh, you didn't? I, I mean, he was good. I wish he was in it more. Mm. Um, but the character was just... It didn't work for him. He was supposed to be this like trigger happy, gun toting, racist cop, but in a funny way. And Brad Dourif is not funny or like burly to me. He always plays not, weird, kooky characters. Yeah, one problem with the character, I, th- I think Brad Dourif did a great job. With yes, what he had, yes. But he all he always does. He always does. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think it was kind of weird because they it felt like they didn't again, they didn't. They didn't have the balls to stick with one thing. Because in the beginning, he's very racist. He's very trigger-happy. Yeah. Uh, But then, shortly after, they show him crying because he he was racist. So, or because he shot at a black guy who was innocent. Yes. And we see he's crying about that. So, okay, so he's, he's... is it's not racist or it's just what? And then he sort of stops being gun toting completely and just stops using weapons at all, uh, sort of. Uh, he does. And, he does. He does uh, go rogue and and yeah. And and after that, he goes rogue and <laughs> and the gun the is poli- back and now he's racist again and now he just and it's I don't know. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and yeah, it's, yeah, and that, again, that same, is same the issue. yeah that is the the big issue with this movie that it is a little it's a little all over the place. Yeah, and 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 it's too afraid to take a stand for for really anything. So it just it 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 tries to make every character being racist and not racist at the same time. Yeah, um, to show ev- show that everything isn't black and white. There are nuances. Yeah, but it yeah, but they don't show <laughs> nuances. They show. Oh, they try. This, but they... <laughs> this guy's racist. Well, he's sorry about it. Well, he is racist, but he is sorry about it. And it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a little ham-fisted that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's 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 why it. Uh, I I don't love it. I just like it. Mm. And I mean, it it could be. It could. It doesn't. It didn't need to be like this. They could have just <laughs> not have the start of the movie be so racist. <laughs> if they just... They could have more or less just had the same movie 
and just remove the racist part from the beginning of the movie and just say that it was a, a they mixed up identities. I mean, he's still he's still Andrew Sterling who thinks that everyone is out to get him because he's black. Yeah, uh-huh. keep that in. Okay. But we don't keep the uh, we don't keep the the racist neighbors. They just say, "Oh, it's a strange man in the house," and the police start shooting. And then the police are, "Oh no, they will think that we are racist, even though we're not." And I mean, if if you made fun in that way instead, it it wouldn't have been. Yeah, so as the reviewer said, if you just toned down the racism angle a bit, it could have been great. Hmm. Um, I, I don't think it was... But because they were so upfront with, no, this is about racial biases, then... And then we can't just joke that thing away. Uh, it's more interesting if the peop- if everyone thinks... If everyone thinks that everyone is racist and everyone is afraid of being looked as racist without anyone actually being racist, see what I mean? Mm. No, yeah. I I think that could have been worked better. Yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm, th- I'm I'm trying to figure out now, like how how could you either remove remove the serious undertone of racism, or racial tension, mm-hmm. or how you could ex- um, like enhance it and make the movie actually about that. But e- either way, I, I I think the movie would have suffered for it, because because of uh, the the story beats uh, in the beginning, like e- like e- even if even if all the characters weren't like um, accidentally or subtly racist, like if you remove that, people would say like, oh, th- then you then you're just not you're not. Uh, 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 people say that it doesn't it doesn't take situations like that serious enough because of you know stuff that's happening. I mean, this was mm. early '90s. I mean, there was definitely te- tensions. I mean, there's always been racial tensions, especially in America. Yeah, I um, think this movie was was filmed or released like at the same time as the Rodney King riots. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, ra- race was a was a big uh, topic at the time. Yeah. So if they didn't, if they didn't. Um, uh, tackle the issue of of white p- uh, police officers uh, accidentally shooting a black man because they thought he was a burglar. Um, then the the, mo- the movie would have been called racist because they're not calling it out. But if they called it out too much, um, people would. I mean, they couldn't. It couldn't have been a comedy. Then it would have to remove the comedy. Um, yeah. So it it is kind of a it's it um it's kind of a the movie is kind of a victim of circumstance. Like when yeah. when he decided to write this movie, I didn't think he he thought it through properly. Like, yeah, can I make a yeah, comedy definitely. about this? That that is definitely the biggest <laughs> problem. That this is a person who wrote a movie without taking the the bigger picture and and at all thinking about how people would look at the movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we we've uh, not not uh, at all at the same because we we dabbled in making short films. Yeah. We we haven't ever done anything about. Uh, racism or no. any of these kind of hard hitting subjects, but we've done this sort of the same thing where we just we write things in a vacuum, just the production, the people in the production, and think, yeah, this is gonna be great. And then when we actually watch the movie, we realize we forgot sort of <laughs> a lot of establishing shots and establishing scenes, yeah, yeah. and th- yeah, that you don't think about that other people don't know what you know. Yes, and it's and it feels like this movie sort of has the same issue, but in a in a bigger sense. Yeah, where... he he started writing it, and he's like halfway through the the script, and he's like, 
Oh, wait. What am I actually writing here? <laughs> and he kind of kind of painted himself into a corner. Um or, or maybe that happened more when they when they were actually making the movie because if he was just writing he could have just scrapped the script but but if you if you're yeah. in, in the middle of the production and you're like oh, am I making a serious movie or a comedy <laughs> fuck yeah um uh, a little bit of both maybe come on let's shoot let's shoot come on nobody'll notice and no nobody did because yeah. it bombed <laughs> unfortunately yeah but just to to reiterate what I said about how I, I would think the movie would work better, because I, I hear what you're saying, that people would say he wouldn't take, that, oh, they're not taking it seriously and yada yada. Yeah. But if if we made the movie, like, uh, so we have, in, in Sweden, we have this this big farce uh, culture of, of oh, yeah. scenes with farces, and, and, and they are always the same joke, sort of. Uh, a, a big, a, a whole production with the same actual joke where someone thinks that they're talking about sex but they actually don't mm-hmm. that's that's sort of the entire joke for for 90 minutes <laughs> yes uh but i think this movie could have could have worked in the same thing but racism that nobody is actually racism but everyone interprets everything that people say as racism when someone says huh. the, the, do you mean the, the old joke which we see in everywhere when people say oh you people Oh, you what mean, mean black you people? people. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I mean, uh, Pulitzer Prize winners. I, I mean, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I, yeah, yeah. Sure. They could could have gone for that. That no one was actually racist, <laughs> but everyone just misinterprets what everyone says that it is racist, and that creates this chaotic, weird miscommunication from all parts. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it it creates situations. Um, that, that that become racist in any yeah, and it, it kind of kind of points its fingers, it points fingers at the characters, but at the same time, uh, it's pointing fingers at the audience, ah, yeah. because of how they would have uh, handled a situation <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah that's so pretty clever. That, that's that's sort of what I think could have worked better if, again, maybe the neighbors say that they saw a guy, and then the police get there, and then they realize, oh no, it's a black guy, and, oh no, the press is here, and they're going to think, we did it because he's black, it's actually not because he's black, but they're going to think that, and then the police chief says something on the, the interview tape about the, the perpetrator being black, and then they say, oh no, I didn't mean that, I was just doing facts about it, I didn't mean that that was the reason, and yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it keeps going and keep escalating that way. And at the end, it is it's actually become very racist in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but because of this movie actually going hard in the beginning and says, no, these people are actually racist. The police is actually racist. And then start then sort of backpedals that through the entire movie and says, well, you mean everyone is. It's sort of removes the levity in it. Sorry. Yes. Levity is the wrong word, I think. The weight in it. <laughs> oh yeah, levity is that it's 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 light <laughs> yeah. and easy yeah. and happy. It's, <laughs> it's the, yeah, opposite. the opposite of that. Yes. Opposite. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so I think that's that's the biggest issue with the movie. But again, overall, it's pretty good movie. And yeah. I this is one of those movies which I actually say I mean, watch it. Oh yeah. This, watch it. I mean I, I was. I'm all. I've already looked up on. Uh, I try trying to find if I could buy it somewhere on DVD. I haven't, I haven't found any good one yet. But mm. I know um, it exists on DVD because I've seen it. I've seen pictures of the DVD. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and I actually I looked it up. Um, it did get a release in Sweden in 2001 <laughs> on DVD. 
Oh. So yeah, it's somewhere it does exist. I'm I'm gonna try and find it because I I oh. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, watch it. It it's for some people today in 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 the world we live in would probably think it's very uh, distasteful. Yes, um, because of the heavy handedness and it not taking anything seriously. But it actually is. It's as a comedy. If you if if you're able to. If you're able to watch it without being offended, it actually it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was uh, I was thinking like because this this uh, didn't do very well back in the day, um, and 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 it kind of uh, like you said it kind of reflects uh, racial tensions um, at the way they are today. This could maybe uh, do with a remake. And just with a little more care being paid to yeah. uh, the tone of of the script. Yeah, I think this 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 could work to make a remake of this, but then it really needs to go the more serious bite. Uh, oh yeah, route. yeah, definitely. It is. It needs to be very very critical against society and the police, and it, it can't do the the farce route that I I talked about. No, that would never work today. No, no, no. But it could be. Um, it could st- it could still be funny. Like, uh, um, oh, yeah. uh, have you seen Black Klansman? The the Spike uh, Spike I Lee film. I haven't seen it, but I heard oh, all good. About it's it. it's really good. Yeah. Um, and that that does like t- tackle those issues like seriously. Mm. But at the same time, it is darkly comedic at times, and you can laugh at it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not. It doesn't. It but when it needs to be serious, it is serious, and it it works. Yeah. It's I totally just... consistent. I just need a, a sort of a just to get it in there. Uh, Amos and Andrew, because they, they 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 say it in the movie, but they never explain it. So yeah, I to yeah, look it up. yeah. I, I looked it up as well. <laughs> yeah, don't Cause say our names. <laughs> yeah, because at one point the the Amos Nicholas Cage says, "Oh, it's us, Amos and Andrew," and he says, "Don't don't say that. What? Don't say our names together like yeah. that. What do you mean?" So apparently that's it's an old show. Called Amos and Andy. Yeah, it started as a radio show, and I think they made like sh- uh, like shorts later yeah. later in in time, which apparently is is deeply racist and uh, built on racist stereotypes. Yes, apparently. yes. Never heard of it. Before, no, I I only I didn't. You can find a lot of it of the of the both the radio stuff and short film stuff on YouTube, but mm. I, I didn't watch any of it. Um, but it's it's like the 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 crazy misadventures of two two black men in. Um, in in yeah in in uh, 19, 1920s 260s America, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it has become a, a, a like um, um, a, a symbol for yeah the the the, the limited the limited um, uh, range which black actors you know could 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 work back then, and also the fact that they were they were made made to be you know pointed at and laughed at basically they they were the butt of the joke in their in their movies and in the the radio plays um so and i get, so there's a, there's an underlying like uh, not not joke but there's there's a point to having them being called Amos and Andrew in this as well yeah so there is uh, at least from the writer there is at least some some um, thought went into it when you named yeah, the characters. Exactly. It's not just, hey, remember those old uh, uh, black guys on the radio? Ha ha ha! Let's call yeah. it. No, there's a point to it, but it's yeah, it's poorly explained. Yeah. 
But but if he, the movie would have stopped to explain that, then it would be like, oh, what is this? <laughs> oh yeah, because that, that would have killed the pacing. Preachy. Yes. Very very. So that the, the joke doesn't work, or the the point doesn't really work. Like like a lot of stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. So yeah, I mean, it was a very uh, scattered and and disorganized uh, episode we recorded now, but uh, yeah. But it's yeah again it's it's on brand I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, so what are you gonna give this movie? Um, somewhere between a six and a seven. Can we give half points? We haven't so far, and I no. I, I I would say no. But I mean, I can't quite give it a seven, especially I gave I gave it a seven first, but after having discussion, you know, no, there are there are more problems than I than I first thought. <laughs> But a six is kind of that's almost too low. Uh, so I mean, the honeymoon in Vegas, you gave that a six. Oh well, then I have to give this a seven, definitely. <laughs> I I definitely enjoyed this much more. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, just I, I, just from like I, a comedy standpoint, I thought this uh, was funnier. And I'm I'm gonna give this a six. It is a very strong six, but it's still a six. I enjoyed this the same amount as honeymoon in Vegas. Uh, but in completely different way. Yeah, I'd say. Oh yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it's it's a strong six. Yeah. I mean, again, just what looking at the the scores. I've said it before. I said it again. It's such big difference from that of Sandler podcast. Oh God, yes. At this point, <laughs> we we were very very rarely above five in that one. We're, yeah. we're rarely below five in this one. Yeah. Um, I have Firebirds is a two, um, and Zandali is a four. Otherwise, yeah. the lowest is five for uh, Boy in Blue. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, he's definitely done better than Adam Sandler, but <laughs> I, I'm not surprised by that. So uh, yeah, any parting words? Um, uh, if anyone, if anyone listens to this, um, seek this movie out. It's not bad. I think it deserves more attention than it got. Yeah. You can rent it on uh, Google store for, for not that much. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Both. You, you can rent it on YouTube to so you get a nice picture and everything, but you could also just, uh, search for the, 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 the mirrored version, literally mm. mirrored because it's, it's backwards. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. I, no. I couldn't stand no, it. No, so I I, 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 I watched the first five minutes. I'm like, no, this just this doesn't work. Yeah. No, 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 no. But yeah, again, um, yeah. I mean, if you don't have anything to watch, uh, watch it. See yeah. What you think. Yeah. It's not masterpiece, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. However, next week, mm-hmm. oh boy, we have we have it's 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 um. It's not on the same level as Vampire's Kiss because that's that's just an ambassador. That's a magical movie. But uh, next week we're talking about Deadfall. Um, I mean, we've mentioned it a couple of times now because it's one of those I insisted that we kept in the list. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies I I know of. I didn't know until like we started recording this podcast that it, what it was called, but I just knew the the Nicolas Cage look from that movie. Oh yeah. It's been everywhere, just how yes. he looks, and a few, I've seen a few scenes just when he's very rage cagey. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes. But I have no idea what it's actually about or uh, what it is. More than he's there and being crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. He's not 
in the movie uh, that much. He kind of disappears. Uh, won't say why. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and the movie overall is pretty bad. But he he is amazing in it. Yep. So well, yeah, that 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 might be either it'll be a really short one because there's not much to talk about since he d- disappears after like thirty minutes, or we can just go on and on and on about the stuff he does in this movie. Um, because so, so it's going to be a very short or very long episode. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. So check out uh, check out uh, after you watch Amos and Andrew, check out Deadfalls. So you can follow along in the next episode. But uh, yeah, it's gonna have to be it for this one, I think. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us out uh, wherever you're listening to this or watching on YouTube. Uh, we are on every major podcast platform, so y- you can listen to us on your preferred platform. I promise. If you want to get all the episodes in advance. Check us out on Patreon. For just three bucks a month, you get all the episodes at least a few weeks in advance. Um, And you also help us um, uh, 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 keep the podcast going. So uh, check that out. You get commentary tracks. We recorded a commentary track for Vampire's Kiss. Um, And there's also um, now in... in, um, We we are... uh, Or I am in the process of recording a bunch of Halloween commentary tracks. You can check out. Uh, But... um, yeah, that's that's probably it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vedin and Christopher Billian. Editing and directing by Tobias Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. A huge thank you to all our Patreons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom, 